welcome, Ghani, to this. I can't believe this. We've never had an episode together. So crazy. It's really crazy, but me and Ghani decided that we would do a series called Emotions You Felt But Couldn't Describe. And we were going back and forth a lot about like what we wanted to do and obviously like as we were coming up with ideas there was literally a million things that we could talk about and like it would be a great episode but I think that this one stood out because I have a little story and I don't know if you remember this but one Friday I don't remember if I was like what was upsetting me I was very anxious or something like I don't know what it was but like I was in such a bad mood and like I just wanted to cry and it was right after English and like right before Jed talks and I like I was like okay I'm not going to Jed talks that's not happening but I just want to sit in the bathroom and like cry like that's what I wanted to do so we went to the senior stall and you gave me your computer to like I don't even know what I was I do remember this you gave me your computer and you were hanging out with me but I knew that you are such a punctual person so I could tell that like you wanted to go to Jed talks but you also wanted to be there for me so you were there for a good like you were there for a long time. And, like, you still went to Jet Talks at the end of the day because I just need to be alone. But I remember you were so comfortably talking. And, like, I I don't even know what I was trying to do on your computer. But I just wanted to do something. And I was doing research, I think. And I I just, like, pulled up this tab. And it was the emotions you, you felt but you couldn't describe. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we had a whole conversation about that. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was really a core memory for me. I don't know why, but... That's so cute. So, we each picked out... I think that every episode we'll do like 10 emotions and speak about depending on how long okay. it ends up being, but we each picked five that stood out to us, yeah. and we're going to introduce the emotion, what it means, and how we see it playing into our lives. So, if yeah. you want to start... Okay, so the first one that I... Also, I don't know how to pronounce them, but... Oh, way. yeah. They're, like, crazy names. Yeah. But monocopsis. Okay, that sounds right. It looks right. It sounds right. like, <laughs> I don't know. But basically, it's this feeling that you are, wherever you are, even if you're with your group of friends, whatever it is, you're out of place. And that you are not where you're supposed to be. And, like, I feel at least that, like, that's a big insecurity and doubt that a lot of people have, especially in friend groups. Like, yeah. you... It's so crazy because you could be with, like, the people you're always with, yet you're, like, you have this thought in your head, like, oh, my God, like, they don't want me here. Like, I'm not supposed to be here and stuff like that. And it could be, like, very overwhelming and it Mm -hmm. could completely, like, change your time with the people. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like I struggle with this insecurity a lot. Like, I think that this is, like, why I put it number one. It's my top one. Mm -hmm. And, like, so I was out with friends and stuff, um... And we were having, like, a great time, and then, like, I randomly, like, shut down, and, like, I was just, like, oh, my God, like, I'm the odd one out here, like, they're gonna, like, talk to each other afterwards, after, um, we're done hanging out, and they're gonna be, like, yeah, Ghani was out of place, and, like, it completely, (laughs) like, it really, like, it took over my brain, I was, like, oh, my God, like, I'm not meant to be here, Mm -hmm. but then, like, I quickly, like, reassured myself and like realized that like these people that I was with they really love me and I and I got verbal reassurance from people also Mm -hmm. and like that really like got me out of it but like it's a scary like spot to be in no it is it's interesting that this was one of the emotions on the list because I'm gonna link also like the source of where we got it from but it was interesting that this was on the list because I feel like all the other emotions were like 
very specific and like specifically when you're in this situation and it also like it's kind of a feeling that comes but it goes very fast as fast as it came and yeah. this feeling is not like this feeling is it stays I, it stays and it's also every day like when in the yeah. definition it says the subtle but persistent feeling yeah which is interesting because like it happens a lot it happens all the time and it's like all like up to you to like change that and it's mm-hmm. like literally like all most of the time it's all in your head but like it's very persistent and yeah. like it controls you and it controls how you feel about where you are and um it controls how fun you had or how not fun you like mm-hmm. it really is a very controlling feeling and emotion and like it's just like when you're in that pit how do you even get out of it no it's so hard like it's that's one of the hardest things is is knowing that Okay, it's one thing to think, like, oh, I'm having a bad time because this. Like, I'm being left out. Mm-hmm. But to think that you're doing it to yourself and, like, you're in the control, but you also, like, it's such a tough battle that, like, you're having with yourself to feel, like, I'm feeling left out, but it's because of, like, the own reality I'm creating. Yeah. So how the heck do I get out of it? It feels like it's self-sabotaging, 100%. Yeah. And, like, self-sabotage is also, like, a really hard thing because, like, you're 100% doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So that was a good emotion. The one, the first one that I picked, which I thought was like really, this was like a huge lesson that I had this year is I forgive me if I pronounce it wrong is adrenitis, which is the frustration with how long it gets to know someone. Like you can spend the first few weeks, like whatever, chatting, but you don't feel like you're actually getting to know the person and like at the end of the day you just want to get to know the person and like wishing you could just start by actually knowing who they are as a person and then like work your way backwards and I did not realize that how much I did this until one of my friends brought it up because we had a whole conversation like she and we were having whatever like some sort of like problems in relationships which is totally normal but and I saw it being a consistent pattern. I just couldn't put my finger on what it was. And after having a conversation with her, like, it literally, like, hit me over the head with, like, how often I do this and how often I feel like this. Which is, like, I sometimes feel like my end goal of having a relationship is to get to know the person and, like, on a very deep emotional, yeah. like, and psychological level. Like, I want to know who you are. I want to know your flaws. I want to know your insecurities. I also want to know, like, your your Starbucks order. Like, I don't even know. Like, I want to know that kind of stuff about you. And sometimes, like, because my end goal is to get to know them so deeply, I kind of rush to get there. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like, oh, what's your name? Oh, so tell me about your daddy issues. Like, yeah. stuff like that, like, that you're rushing and skipping all of the normal steps of friendship. But in reality, I didn't realize how crucial those steps are. And to actually making, like, having a foundation, having a base for something. And I think that it's very, it's something that's super important to keep in mind. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of people who feel deeply will feel this emotion. And, like, whoever has a deep, has a need for, like, deep emotional relationships will probably, like, be frustrated with how annoying it is to, like, have small talk and whatever. Like, that's honestly something that I'm not looking forward to. small talk. Small talk, I'm not looking forward to that all year long. Like, when I'm getting to know people, like, I don't need to, like, whatever. Whew. No, I really, I also have this really, really bad. Like, I'll become friends with someone, whatever, and, like, well, it'll be, like, fine, like, in my head for, like, the first few days. But, like, if I'm talking to them a good amount, I'm like, okay, now tell me your deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets and let me help you. Yeah. Like, that's my first thing. And when someone, like, won't tell me things and they're kind of, like, superficial with their friendship not necessarily like superficial could have like a really bad 
like denotation to whatever yeah. but like like genuinely like you're just like friends and like you're not like whatever it yeah. is and it's like very surface surface level that's a better way to say it but like i'm like no no like, not like no. that doesn't work for me and like sometimes like that's all people want and then yeah. i have a very hard time like understanding that or whatever and like that could definitely get in the way of like friendships that i have yeah like a lot i think that's how we became friends was that <coughs> one we're both like this but we had a sort some sort of like familiarity i don't know why even though yeah. like we went to the friendship like hating each other before before we had like weird stuff we're out of unspoken know. i don't know but like the first time that we actually hung out was at michali's and i remember like i went to therapy that day and i was just actually just like pouring out my heart about what we spoke about me and my therapist and you were like rubbing me on the couch we were literally not friends like we no we were not friends at all and I was just like that was like okay like we could be friends now like and then that yeah. we worked backwards but it doesn't work like that it, in reality that's not normal no we went he- like head first <laughs> we were like every single type of emotion we just on um, the first night that we spoke at Michali's house at first we were on the couch and then we were on the porch and we were literally sitting there for like over an hour yeah just talking about like our very personal similar experiences we were having at the time like <laughs> overlapping in overla- a way <laughs> very much so scarily overlapping <laughs> like deep things and it's like that's not something you just do with someone right away so yeah. like it worked for us but like then like it's like how does that work yeah. for everyone but. no i i think it's also such an issue for me that I don't think it's an issue that I, like, am more conscious and aware of, like, how, who I put my energy into. Like, if I'm deciding, if I tell myself, like, I want to be friends with this person, it's for a reason. It's because, like, I want to actually get to know them emotionally yeah. for, like, very deeply. I think that a lot of the times, I don't want people to think that, like, everyone I'm talking to, like, I have, like, all these, like, these, like, crazy intense, like, conversations with because it's not true. And I yeah. think I'm very, like, aware of who I'm having it with and who yeah. I'm telling what I'm telling. And... It's just, I sometimes, I'm either, I think that's something that I want to work on next year is having a middle ground. Because yeah. I can either be an acquaintance, acquaintance with someone, or I can be, like, best, best friends with them where, like, I, I want to know everything about them. Yeah. So. I also want to say, like, I don't, we need to find a word for the stage we're in right now. Because it's the most, like, bittersweet, uncomfortable. Like, I remember when we were saying goodbye to Mac, I felt this a lot where it's such a crazy thing that like you're saying goodbye to these people and like you're actually not going to see them for a long time yeah like it's kind of like oh like we'll see you soon like that's not I don't know like, like my yeah no my whole life I've only said bye to people that I'm not going to see at most for like a month yeah like that's what I've known my whole life so saying bye to people that I'm genuinely not going to see for like eight months is like very weird and like when I was saying bye to him it was just like we're, like, both kind of, like, back, and we're, like, he's, like, okay, I guess I'm gonna say goodbye now. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, weird, because it's, like, kind of, like, what next? But yeah. also, like, in my head, I'm, like, oh, I'm just gonna see them very soon, but yeah. it's, that's not the reality. Yeah, it's also the scariest part, and, like, I think the hardest part for me is to know that, like, okay, I'm gonna, I have to let go of this in order to, like, welcome <laughs> this whole new world that I'm gonna, gonna, gonna go into, like, I have to welcome the new experiences that are coming my way, and I have so much ahead of me, but also, like, I don't want to let go of, like, the people, it's just such a hard... No, I've been struggling with that a lot, but, like, this summer has really helped me with, like, letting go, yeah. like, really letting go of everyone, and, like, 
fully feeling ready. I think it has to do with, like, experiences that mm-hmm. I've had, like, in the past, like, few months, specifically, like, the last, like, three months, like, summer, whatever it is, but, like, I'm ready to... I'm, like, not ready to let go of a few people, but, like, the majority, majority of <laughs> everyone else, like, I am so ready, like... <laughs> I need to go. So good. All right, you want to do your next one? Oh, God, this is an awful... This is... I don't even know. How would you say this? <laughs> Altschmerz? Altschmerz. Okay. It's basically, like, this wariness with, like, the same issues that you've always had. So, like, for me, like, I've had... I've been an extremely anxious person my entire life, right? And, like, when I first started therapy, it was just like, what are you here for? And I'm like, oh, anxiety. She's like from what and I'm like I can't like it's like just the same thing Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again that it's like it's like gets like tiring like like I've had the same anxiety pretty much my entire life right and like people will ask me all the time like what's wrong like what can I do to help and it's just the same thing over and over and over again it's just like when you're talking to your friends like you always have new stories to tell them and it's so much fun but when it's the same story over and over and over again it becomes like old and like it's boring and it's the same flaw over and over and over again it's just like okay what do I do with this anymore yeah I think that it's also hard because you never know if it's something that you kind of have to accept about yourself and like deal with or it's something that like could actually be over come and you just haven't gotten to that point yet exactly like it's a very hard line to draw it's like also it's not something that like you can just like figure out like that like I've literally been trying to figure it out since I'm like literally 11 years old Uh um I don't like know like it's something that you can control but it's not something that you can get rid of Mm -hmm. and it's just like kind of a repetitive thing that's just I'm always gonna have in my life and it's there's always gonna be flare-ups I'm like Mm-hmm. Whatever, that's just, like, a same and boring flaw about me. Like, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, this this word, I think, is, like, whenever someone thinks of, the f- like, emotions you felt but couldn't describe, I think this is one of the most popular kind of... This one and the next one I have are very popular, which is why I thought it would be good for the first episode of the series that we wanted to do. But the word is sonder. Sonder is, the like, the realization that every random passerby is like living their own life and has their own mm. feelings and everything and I think it's you always feel this way like I think I feel this way a lot when I'm either on, on the on the highway and I'm thinking about like I think about where I'm going like I'm going to this and I feel like this and this is the situation that's going on with my life and I'm looking at the person who's driving next to me and like the fact that they also have an completely entirely different life is like so interesting and crazy yeah. to me and I did a I remember on my road trip one time I did a sketchbook drawing because I was thinking about this idea this was like two years ago and I made a sketchbook drawing I, I tried to draw the man that was like driving next to next to us and I basically described him in like detail of like oh he was a male in his for, a white male in his 40s like kind of like FBI profiling and then I then I kind of like made up an entire life story for him and me and Kira actually do this a lot, and we were doing this last night, was, like, finding, like, she would send me this person, and then we would kind of make up this whole story about them based off of, like, I don't know. No, I have that a lot in the airport. Yes. I'm, like, okay, in That's the airport prime itself, location. I'm, like, seeing all these places, like, on the TVs of, like, flights, whatever. I'm, like, 
what do all of you have going yeah, on? Yeah, where life? are you guys going? Like, where are you guys going? And, like, then I'm on the airplane. I'm like, where are all these hundreds of people on my flight going? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to California because I'm doing this and that. But, like, why are they going to California? <laughs> what like, reason do, do they, they live there? Like, what reason do they have? Like, everyone's living, like, their own life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, crazy because you're always going to be in your body. You're never going to be in someone else's body. Yeah. So you're never going to know what these hundreds of people are doing mm-hmm. going to California. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Why are, why are they going there? Why are you going there? It's not allowed. Yeah. Okay, so my next one is Onism. And it's basically an awareness of how little of the world you'll experience. And I think that that goes hand in hand with Sonder. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically, like, you only have kind of your life to live. And, like, yeah, like, people travel the world and, like, they do so much in, like, their lifetime, whatever it is. But, like, but you can't do everything. And, like, the world is so big. And it's basically, like, am I ever going to experience and see, like, the Great Barrier Reef? Like, probably not. And it's just, like, kind of, it goes back to, like, an anxiety of, like, how small my life is. And, like, I'm on this plane with hundreds Mm -hmm. of people, but these hundreds of people are also living their own life. So it's how, like, small... I am and like how little I myself am gonna experience but in my own small world it's so much but in like the, the, the big world it's like not so much yeah I remember someone speaking about this at their senior speech and it really resonated with me because I thought it was very interesting and it I think it like directly has to do with this is the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is where, like, I'm going to read the definition and kind of explain it. It's, in psychology, it's a cognitive bias where where people with limited knowledge of or competence in a given intellectual or social domain greatly overestimate their own knowledge or competence in that domain relative to objective cr- criteria to the performance of their peers of, or people in general. So basically, like, the more that you think you know, the less you actually, like, the more that you find out that you know, the less you actually know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think I explained that well, but it's the fact that, like, if I think that I'm, this is the example it says, is that an amateur chess player overestimates their performance in the upcoming chess tournament compared to their competent counterparts because the competent counterparts know what how much there is to know, so that, therefore, they know less. And I think this really has to do with this. Onism. Yeah. Onism. Onism. My next one is Embedo, which is, like, this is one, this is something that people always experience when it's raining outside and you're kind of like, it's like a kind of melancholic trance in which you like become very absorbed in like vivid sensory detail. So like when you're staring out, when it's raining outside and you're staring outside the car window and you're watching every droplet of water drop down and like you're watching them race, like that's what... Watching them race, yes. It's like soaking in the experience of being alive and like... It's just a very interesting feeling, and, like, you kind of, like... I think that also has to do with, like, you feeling small yeah. in a way. No, that definitely goes hand-in-hand hand with that. I can't believe they have, an, like, a word for that. I know, it's great, That's right? so crazy. I think that this next one is, like, a very, very big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's liberosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically this desire to care less about things. And, like, anyone who knows me... I care too much about things I shouldn't care about. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll have conversations with people or I'll, like, say something to someone and I'll think, like, oh, I said something wrong or that was me, whatever it is. And, like, either, like, 
I'll text them or I'll be like, oh, they're not going to, like, want to talk to me again, something like that. And, mm-hmm. like, then next time I see them, it's literally perfectly fine. It's, yeah. like, all in my head and I'm caring too much and dwelling too much on, like, the conversation, whatever. And it's just, like, that's a really, really, really big thing that I have to work on. And I've actually been trying a lot to work on it this summer about, like, different situations. And, like, like there are things that have happened this summer that, like, I have spent way too much time, like, thinking about and caring about, but, like, now I'm really, like, trying to let everything go because, like, it's not healthy and also, like, it takes, it wears you down. Like, it takes up so much time, like, you overthinking and Mm -hmm. you caring about these things that literally don't even matter. Yeah. Like, it takes up so much of you and, like, so much of, like, your energy also, your emotional energy it takes up and like I've talked about it a lot like with my therapist like I remember a few weeks ago like there was a conversation a text conversation I was having with someone with a friend or like yeah a friend and like (laughs) um, deciding if they're your friend or not (laughs) yeah I'm deciding right now um and he said something to me and I um I like took it very wrong from how he said it yeah and like to me what he said sounded like, really awful, like, he was, like, saying something really, really mean about me, and I was caring so much, I, like, it really, like, like, took over me for, like, a good day, because I couldn't stop thinking about it, because I'm, like, caring about, like, what he thinks about me, and caring about, like, Mm -hmm. what he said to me, and how it made me feel, but then, like, I talked to her, and she's, like, maybe you're interpreting it like whatever and I realized that like I was spending all this time and energy like caring about literally like four text messages he sent me like Mm -hmm. because like I thought he was saying something so mean but it really I was interpreting it so wrong I was caring so much about something that literally didn't need to I think that I feel this like I see this a lot in my life which I'm going to speak about soon but I feel the most like this in terms of boys because the way that I'm analyzing things is differently than the way they're thinking about things. Like, we just yeah, think differently different. biologically. And I tend to, like, add meaning to something that's not really there in terms of, like, conversations. And that's because that's how I see it. And that's how I'm sending I'm sending this text message to mean this thing. And obviously, they're not picking up on it. But <laughs> yeah. to, them, to them, it just looks like the initial whatever it means on the surface level. And to me, it doesn't. So whenever that kind of situation happens the other way around when they say something and I'm kind of analyzing it in a certain way in terms of like what I would think or my motives behind whatever I'm saying and it turns out to be absolutely nothing like I feel this because I get embarrassed like the fact that like you're not caring about it as much as I am and also in life I think for me I tend to have like a very perfectionist kind of mindset mm-hmm. and that I want to know everything and how it's going to go and like plan out yeah. things like I've been talking to some museum like one of my mom's friends who works at a museum and I've been like talking to him about like different how he got into museum work or museum work because he works at the Met and I was asking oh, like wow. yeah I was asking him like kind of where he started from what he studied like he was kind of telling me his story and like I've been we've been emailing back and forth and I was kind of, like, every single time we have a conversation, like, I'm not even kidding, like, the trajectory of my life changes in terms of, like, I think, okay, so 
So maybe this field is not going to work out, but this field might, and that way I'll study. I'll study this at college, yeah. and then I'll go to live there, and then like it changes every single time we have a conversation. And I think the fact that like I'm trying to plan out every step of the way, like oh, yeah. so I'll live in this place, and then this will happen, and then like it's just I need to kind of let go and just let it happen. I recently also had that where like I was telling someone like because since I'm little I've kind of had like um, thoughts very like for sure, like, thoughts on, like, my future and where I was going and everything, and, like, I told someone, like, my plans, and they're, like, you're planning, like, very far (laughs) ahead and very, like, like, exact. I'm, like, yeah, but, and she was, like, you just need to, like, take it one day at a time and, like, realize that, like, the reality of everything, like, it's not for sure that, like, all that's gonna happen, like, that's something that I also need to be okay with, but I want to read actually what they said here because I like what they said Mm -hmm. it's basically to loosen your grip on life to stop glancing behind you every few steps afraid that someone will snatch it from you before you reach the end zone rather to hold your life loosely and playfully like a volleyball keeping it in the air with only quick fleeting interventions bouncing freely in the hands of trusted friends always in play Mm -hmm. I like that a lot because I think that like it's a good way to go about life instead of like yeah, like, every single thing you're doing, you're looking back, and, like, it's, like, that's not really a way to live life. Yeah, definitely not. I think that this is one of the biggest things that I want to be working on next year, because I've, yesterday I told you that there was, like, the Zoom for Kivoon. Yeah. And they, everyone, like, all the parents always have so many questions, and, like, obviously for good reason, they're asking all the questions they have, because they're sending their kids away for the first time, but... I was on the Zoom, and, like, while I was, I was not listening, but, like, (laughs) while I was, like, inactively listening, like, I was kind of thinking about how, like, I don't need to know about every detail, like, that, I don't need to know about every shirt I need to have and have every detail, because, like, I kind of just want to learn how to, like, adapt and be okay with not knowing everything and, like, letting go and, like, letting the volleyball keep in the air. I don't even know what the thing said, but (laughs) I think that's something that I want to be working on next year. That's a good goal to have. Yeah. So the next word I had is vimodalin, and it's the frustration of photo- like taking a picture of something, and it's amazing, but thousands of identical photos already exist. So, like, either – I know that it, this always happens. Like, whenever there's a sunset in Hollywood, and, like, we used to do this in the Hollywood chat, is, like – I don't even know if it was in the Hollywood chat or I don't know what group chat it was, but everyone would send a picture of the sunset from, like, their point of view, which is interesting that it was from everyone's point of view, but I'm like, everyone's taking the same exact picture and, like, it's not really original. But I initially have that kind of frustration with the fact that, like, I'm taking a picture and so is everyone else, but I think that you have an emotional connection to your own picture. Yeah, definitely. I, I, like, my, my friend went to the Louvre, and I don't remember if she was sending me pictures of it, or whatever it was, and I was standing in the same exact spot she was, and, like, taking the same exact picture, but I don't know why, just, like, the way that her picture turned out, and, like, I saved it as if it, as if it were my own, but it didn't feel the same. No. No, when you take, and I, like, learned that, especially this year, like, doing, like, the video stuff, and, like, it also is, like, with videos, like, when, okay, for the perm video, for example, like, The videos that I personally took myself, like, that were put in, like, the videos or, like, the things that I shot myself Mm -hmm. meant so much to me. Like, way more than the other things. Like, Mm -hmm. I loved everything, but, like, it felt like, like, (laughs) mine and, like, it felt, like, very special to me. Like, I had a connection with it. That's why, like, the whole, like, senior video thing, like, I have such a connection to it because I 
took all the video and yeah. I worked so hard on it and it's just like it you're so like I never even thought about this like you you have such a connection with your own pictures your and with your work and like with the things that you do yourself yeah I think that this frustration is before you're taking it the thought of like everyone's about to go outside and take this picture of this yeah. damn sunset all together at like, the same time exactly like you'll go on snapchat <laughs> when we had snapchat and you would look at stories and when there was a really pretty sunset yes you're every tapping every single tapping. picture every single story is this sunset but i never really thought about how each picture probably means so much to that person yeah and they're posting because it's their picture and it's something they saw and they took so it meant yeah. a lot to them yeah but as you're as you probably feel this well as you're tapping through no, all you're like, like shut oh my up God, stop. <laughs> okay. okay so neither of us know how to pronounce this word so gone <laughs> is about to play a video of the pronunciation of it okay katoptrick tristess <laughs> okay so that is the sadness that you'll never really know what other people think of you, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. So, for me, and I always say this, and it's not the most, like, healthy thing to say. It's pretty <laughs> toxic. But when people are like, oh, what superpower would you want when, like, if you got a superpower? And I'd be like, oh, mind, mind reading. reading. Because it gets <laughs> to me a lot. And I think it also goes hand-in-hand hand with liberosis, like, yeah. caring too much about, like, things that you shouldn't really be. And, like... Sometimes, like, it really does take over me because I'm, like, I'm, like, with people and I'm, like, oh, my God, like, what if they actually hate me and, like, I'm the one person that, like, they're not, like, that they, like, hang out with because they have to hang out with them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, let me get it out of the way. And, like, it's, like, I get so caught up in, like, thinking, like, what other people think about me. And, like, that also, like, gets in the way when it comes to, like, guys for me. Like, I'll be, like, thinking too much about, like, what are they thinking about yeah. me? Like, do they like me? Uh, do they think I'm pretty? Do they think I'm ugly? Do they do they like my personality? Do they like <laughs> what I have to say? I, was, I realized I was being very superficial. Um, <laughs> do they like what I have to say? Do they like my thoughts and my opinions? And it's like, that really, really gets to me. And like, at the end of the day, like, if they don't like any of that, like, fuck <laughs> And like, it's literally fine. Like, you just move on and like, whatever. See, you move on. I care less. But, but like, it's still, like, it takes up, like, space in my brain. Like, what do they think about me? Especially, like, when I'm just making, like, a friend yeah. also. Yeah. Like, or I get introduced to people, like, my friend's friends. I'm, like, and I'm talking and I'm hanging out with them, whatever. And I'm, like, rethinking, like, everything I'm saying or yeah. thinking about things I'm saying before I'm saying it. And I'm just, like, and then, like, I really, like, think, like, do they do they like me like did they yeah. like me uh do they want to see me again and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. i really hope that your catoptric trees test <laughs> gets healed and you achieve liberosis so okay. the next word i have on the list is carosclerosis carosclerosis <laughs> good that's good um yeah, so that's the moment you realize that you're currently happy, and then, like, you're, con- you're like, consciously trying to savor the feeling, which, like, prompts you to think about, like, you have to identify it and then pick it apart and then put it in context and kind of overanalyze it, and then it slowly dissolves until it's, like, more of an aftertaste, and I think that it's funny that all of our words are about overanalyzing and overthinking, <laughs> because this is very... very- yeah, plays into us and yes. who we are. Yeah, no, this word definitely, like, I get this a lot where 
I'm, I either like will tell myself, okay, I'll be happy when X happens or when I'm in this situation or yeah. when whatever. And sometimes I'll think like, I'm not happy until that happens. And even if I am happy, like I won't think I am. But this feeling when you're, you think like when you're actually happy and you're trying to pick it apart is also having to do with like living in the moment and like not yeah letting things go out of getting out of your control. Yeah. No, I think it's like a good thing that you brought up like, oh, when this happens, like I'll be happy. And like, I know for me, like a lot, I do that a lot, like physically, like yeah. I'll pick that out. Like I, when I lose X amount of pounds, yeah, when I lose X amount of pounds, like for me, like when my skin was going through a really bad state, whatever it was, I'm like, when all my pimples are gone and I have clear skin, like I'll okay. be the happiest person <laughs> that's ever lived on this planet. Like, and it's not the reality. Like, it's usually never the reality. People yeah. can lose the weight and they still feel like crap about themselves yeah. like, overcompensating for it. And like, yeah. but it's still like you always do that. You set these like milestones in your head that like you're going to achieve and like you're going to be amazing once yeah. you achieve it, which like is great to set like things in your head, but like also like. It's it very never, fleeting. Yeah, it's very fleeting. Like this, like, like the other night at Elisa's house. I, I feel like I felt this, like, there was a point we were all sitting on the couch, and I just felt, like, I'm, like, in that moment, I'm, like, I am so, so happy, like, Mm -hmm. I was having a great time, and I was feeling so happy, I was with everyone that I really, really love, and, like, I was, like, trying to hold on to it so hard, and, like, it doesn't mean that, like, I moved somewhere, and, like, I wasn't super, super happy after, like, I was happy, but, like, in that moment, like, with all the people that I love in that, like, room together, I felt so happy, you Mm -hmm. know, and, like, it was, like, I was realizing, and I was, like, currently, I'm doing great. Yeah, Um, I also put one last one, a sixth one, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's just a good one for us both to talk about, because we were both, like, talking about this, basically something like this, Uh like, the other day, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you'll have good input about it, Mm -hmm. um, what's for this, Maldicacaco, let's find, let's find, we're gonna pause this and find the pronunciation, Maldicacaco, hi there, or hello there, when you just want to wave at someone, I could listen to, I could listen to his voice all day long, but but it's, used. And it's also the name of a bird. Cuckoo is how Cuckoo, you say Maldi cuckoo. Maldi cuckoo. Okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Maldi cuckoo. Um, a phenomenon in which you have an active social life but very few close friends. And it's just like you have very few people that you can actually trust and like wholeheartedly like 100% you're yourself mm-hmm. and you you can do your weird quirky things and like you won't mm-hmm. feel like you're being judged and like I know at least for me like people say this all the time to me like you're always hanging out with people and stuff like that and like it's so fun like I I do I try to hang out with a lot of people whatever but there are actually like very few people that like I'll say my actual emotions to and mm-hmm. I'll <clears throat> I'll really like all the time pretty much want to be around and like I really love and I really trust and like I think that people get it very mixed up when like you're hanging out with a lot like it looks like oh she's hanging out with a lot of people like she has so many she has so many friends but like in reality it's like I I have these like quote-unquote friends but I really only have a few real friends that like mean so much to me my bridesmaids you know Mm -hmm. like I really only have like a few of those that I can think of in my head that, like, mean so much to me. And, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it could be, like, 
very deceiving when you see someone hanging out with so many people, but, like, it's really not, like, what it looks, I yeah. guess. I honestly don't even think this is a bad thing. I think I've been coming to realize this as a better thing as I've been maturing more, that it's... I think that if you're, because me and you are both extroverts and we both love yeah. to be like having, like being around people and like, it's, it's so fun to have an active social life, obviously, but I think it's also important that to not have too many yeah. close friends because then it gets dangerous. And then if yeah. you have a few close friends who, you know, you could trust and you could be yourself around, I think that's the healthy situation. I honestly think this is a good thing. I don't know if they were like aiming it to be a bad thing. No, I, I think that it. I think was. that you could interpret it the way that you want. Yeah. And, like, for me, I also am, am interpreting it as, like, a good thing. Because also, like, if you have so many friends that you're, like, like so close with, like, this with, and, like, you're, like, you're telling them all your deep stuff, like... Then who are you actually close with? Who are you close with? And, like, then you're basically telling everyone your yeah. deep stuff. And, like... It's hard to tell just one person. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Not everyone deserves to know you on that level. Yeah. But I don't, it's not, you shouldn't be having, I don't think I wouldn't be okay just having one person. No. That's too much. That's too little, I mean. And too many is also not good. You need to have, I think, having a few close friends is the perfect amount. Yeah. No, I also agree. I think that, like, you should be, you should be counting your closest friends on your fingers. If it goes, if it surpasses your fingers, like, Maybe, like, you maybe should rethink. Yeah, I also, like, I think that also through high school, like, a big thing for me was, like, I had, like, a huge friend group in ninth and 10th grade, like, really mm-hmm. big and whatever. And, like, I'm, like, they are my best friends. Then I'm, it was a really big thing for me to go through and realize, like, not every single one of these 15 people in yeah. this group are my best friends. What do you mean? Like, you don't have 20, 100 best friends? Like, it's really bad. And also, like my friends like old nanny or yeah my friend um <laughs> i want to see where this is going yeah um she no she just all always used to say this to us when we were having like friend issues like we'd come home whatever like granted my class in ideal was actually like 25 students so how many issues could you yeah. have but um we were having issues issues she would always say a few quarters are better than a million pennies and yeah. she's right Quality over quantity. Exactly. Like, a few amazing friends that are, in a way, like, life-changing, help you in a way no one else has, loves you so much, you can be 100%, like, yourself with, like, is so much better than, like, having those 15 friends in a friend group that, like, they're not all your best friends. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's a really big one. No, that's a good one. Also, on the word you picked before that I wanted, I just, like, thought of something that I wanted to say about it, on monopsis, which is a subtle, persistent feeling of being out of place, I think that this is all, this is a healthy feeling. I don't think you should be having it all the time, but I think it's healthy to at least have it, like, here and there, but if you consistently find yourself having this feeling in one environment, then you should be rethinking where you're putting yourself. I think that also, like, if you feel so comfortable somewhere and you feel so confident that, like, you're wanted there, like, I don't know, like, no, it's fine to feel, like, confident about, like, being wanted somewhere, but, like, if you're feeling, like, yeah, they need me here and, like, I'm supposed to be here, like, 
Uh, that's a little bit like okay like that's too cocky and like it's like okay you can leave but like I think that you're right like it's okay to like have these thoughts every once in a while and like rethink and like reassure that like where you are is where you're supposed to be and you Mm -hmm. feel happy and you feel comfortable and safe and you feel like it's a healthy environment for you but like you're right like if you're constantly having that feeling in a group and like every time you're you're with these people like you feel that way then like it's time to rethink where you are yeah like really time to rethink Mm -hmm. so you guys just got 11 for the price of 10 (laughs) so you're welcome (laughs) um and there's many more to come this was such a fun episode yeah this was really good because there's so many emotions that you don't even know that you feel but you just can't explain exactly so thank you all for listening we hope to see you again for a part two very soon. In Israel. In Israel. And we'll, we'll give you updates on our, what is it? Our liberosis. We'll oh, let, it, yes. let you know how that's going for us. Yes, we will. Because we, that's something, a big thing. I think we could work on. on that. Yeah. All right. All right.